All right. Hi. Hi. Um, Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYourPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty dang cheap. Check it out at DrawYourPicture.com. Hi, this is Geek Loves Nerd Podcast, brought to you somewhere from the future. Geek Loves Nerd, Nerd Loves Geek, at least you did, late last week, I haven't asked, mainly because, she's still living here and that's more than I deserve. Hi, this is Geek Loves Nerd Podcast, episode stinking 3-0. 30, you mean? That's right. Brought to you the week of November 13th, a la 13th, uh, 2008. Welcome. My name is James. I'm the geek. And my name's Jen. I'm the nerd. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we're geek and nerd dressed together. <laughs> married? What? <laughs> I was trying to say married, and it came out dressed like each other. <laughs> Sorry. We are not dressed like each other. No, we're today. not, but we are married together and uh, to Usually. each other. Not anymore. But. And uh, we, we do a little show called Geek Loves Nerd where we just talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. It's quickly turning into a um, a farce. Because <laughs> you can't keep it straight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, this is episode 30. This is kind of a milestone. Why is it a milestone? Because uh, the show is a 30. It's 30 shows. We've done 30 shows. That's, That's It's lot. an even number. It's not quite 50. It's 20 shy of 50, but in 20 weeks, in theory, we should be at 50. Probably Yay. another year. but Probably 40 weeks, maybe yeah. 80. It's kind of our anniversary, too. 38 shows in one year. Yeah. Um, you know, just bringing, bringing realness to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and get started with our weekly updates. What do you got, Miss Jen? Because um, my weekly update is mostly complaining about yeah. about a complaint that you have. Well, mine is to complain about a complaint that I have. Okay. So, <laughs> why don't you go first? Why don't you go ahead and, and go first? Okay. My my complaint is about, and this, this may bring hate mail, so let me just put Ooh. that out there. It's about Christmas music on the radio. Okay. Go ahead. There are two radio stations in Kansas City that... They must war because they they start playing Christmas music at the same time. And it usually starts early November, which is fine, except by late December when Christmas actually happens. Mm -hmm. Pretty stinking sick of it. Well, there seems to be two camps. There's people that love Christmas. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's three. I'm sorry. There's people that love Christmas and don't mind the music, and they go ahead and even set up their tree before Thanksgiving. Yeah. I've got friends that do that, and that's fine. There are people like us that, that love Christmas, but... We love it because we keep it special, and it's just around the time, and we want... And then there's people that l- don't really love Christmas, but they they leave their Christmas stuff up all year round. Because <laughs> they're, they're just butt lazy. Tired. Take it down. You know what? I've never shared this, but we lived in a house like that when <laughs> I, I was know, growing up. I remember the kids on the bus would make fun of it. Even the kids on my sister's bus made fun of the house. See, I didn't know that part. I just know people called this the Christmas house. Because our lights were on all the time. Do you want to know the other part of that story real quick? What? Is I bought those lights with my own money. Really? 
because growing up, we never really ever did that. And I mm-hmm. wanted our house to be like all the other houses. So I bought enough lights to go all the way across the house. And I got up on that ladder in the freezing Florida winter. <laughs> I was going to say, what was it, 50? I'll tell you, there was ice on my coat when I got done. And I hung off the edge of that roof mm-hmm. and I put all those lights up and nobody ever took them back down. Well, weren't you supposed to take them down if you put them up? I was 16 years old. Wow. I wasn't responsible. Neither was your mother. I just had a dream. So, yeah, it's funny because it's like, it's like this. This is my theory. People go from, the stores go from October to December. Mm-hmm. They, they go from Halloween straight to Christmas. And I, and I was really complaining about it. I was thinking the same thing with the music. Why, why don't we? And then it hit me. We don't have any Thanksgiving music. No, we don't. There's, there is no Thanksgiving anything. No, no, and even Thanksgiving decorations are here and there, but not much. I, I think we should create some Thanksgiving songs. No. I think the reason why... There is one. It's Give Thanks with yeah. a Grateful Heart. Well, I, I know that. That's what I kind of realized is is uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving is the last unruined... Yeah, it's not, un- not commercialized. Commercialized, un-whatevered holiday. Mm-hmm. Because Halloween, you know, Christmas used to be about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it, it still is for many of us. But for, for the world, you know, in general, it's not. It's about Santa and gifts and commercialized. Halloween used to be about the devil. It used to be respectable. <laughs> now it's all candy and costumes. Anti-Christmas. And, and happiness <laughs> and all this. And, and uh, But Thanksgiving is strictly about giving thanks to our creator. And I think people just don't even want to touch it. Yeah. Now schools make it about the pilgrims and blah blah blah, but it is about the pilgrims too because they created it. But but they gave thanks, right? And so you know, but there's no secular Thanksgiving songs, and I think that's kind of funny. You know, it, it, they should at least make some turkey songs. There's, I'm, I think Jenna's learned a turkey song or well, two. How does it go? Would you sing it for us? I don't know it. She but was kind of, but it's not on the radio. You know, there's Easter secular songs. There, there's Christmas there's songs, Easter jingle bells. Songs? Well, yeah, here comes Peter Cottontail, pooping on the bunny trail. You know, all that I kind of really stuff. I really didn't think of that as an Easter song. And people sing it. It's oh. a song. It is Easter. It they is about it. Peter Cottontail, <laughs> who is an Easter character. You didn't let me finish my Christmas gripe. I'm, I was just adding to oh, it. Oh, okay. And, okay. And, and, and so anyway, there's there should be, and I think we could make one up. There uh, should be a song. I don't... Tom Gobbler. Tom Gobbler. Please stop. He's a happy turkey. I don't care that he wants no you to chop off music. his head and eat his guts. Okay. Tom Gobbler. Stop. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it, uh, that that's the other reason why I don't think there's any songs about turkeys, the character that we usually associate with Thanksgiving, because uh, the, you eat him. I don't. It's like the rabbit. He's cute and happy around Easter, but you don't eat the rabbit. No. You know, you eat ham actually, but. Um, Blah. But you do chop down a Christmas tree, which is kind of the same if you're a unless, plant lover. Unless you're like us and we, we don't chop down no, trees. No, we buy our trees. <laughs> we buy the same. Plasticky and papery. And this and year we have a pre-lit tree. And it hasn't even been unpacked because we bought it on sale last year. Mm-hmm. Haven't even seen it. It could be a bundle of newspapers and we wouldn't know. We pre-lit have, bundle of newspapers. We have three Christmas trees. From last year. We do. It's crazy. All right, so finish your gripe. Uh, there's songs on the radio. Yes, and there is a song. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it is so called... this is Christmas. No, Christmas in Kansas City. 
Have you ever heard that I, song? I think I did after you mentioned it one time. It's Christmas in Kansas City. And they say, boy, the plaza lights look pretty. I mean, it's like the worst written song ever, and they play it. Come on, you're going to offend somebody. I know, but it just is. It's it's not the worst written, but it's just really dated. Hmm. And and I, it's probably the only song out there about Christmas in you, Kansas City. You should so. probably have looked it up. It was probably written by someone in who's the dead. 20s yeah. and who's dead, but that's okay. I think it was written by somebody in the 70s. Yeah. I was going to look it up, and I totally well, I, forgot. A song I hate is that So This Is Christmas song. I like that song. I, I know it hasn't. You like that song? I like that song. I thought you hated that song. No. La, la, la. No, I hate the other song. Um, I can't remember which one I hate. Oh, Do They Know It's Christmas After All or Time at All, the one about I African children funny. and all that. Really? <laughs> not funny. Like, it's just wow. funny. Be- wow. Insensitive. Oh, no, not like that. I just geek loves heartless woman. It's not like heartless woman loves geek. I don't like you. I don't like the song. You don't even like it's like Christmas a big fat guilt, music. guilt trip. I I really don't. You don't like it at all. So I don't. I don't. At least I like it. I tell her the other thing that's bad about Christmas music is there's just not a lot. I don't of even it. like the Christian stuff. Yeah, you don't like rum pum pum pum. What the heck? What that is not even the sound a drum makes. Mm-mm. Drums go. And how in the world is any baby, Jesus or otherwise, going to be settled down to sleep and smile at some little kid going... Well, newborns can sleep there a lot, though. Yeah, but he doesn't sleep in the song. If you were a real <laughs> Christian, you'd know that. <laughs> then he smiled at me, pum 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 pum. And if a kid walked in with a drum... Don't usually smile at Would you nod at him to give him permission to play drums to your baby that had just been born? Wow. Baby was just born. He ain't smiling at nobody. It's a big, fat, stinking lie. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up in the Bible. There is no drummer boy mention. <laughs> I'm sure there isn't. It, it made me lose my faith. Anyway, totally. the the other thing that annoys me. We three me. kings of Orientar. Don't, don't mess with the good songs. That song is a lie, too. Who, who says there were three? And the what is Orientar, does. anyway? You're a loser. It's a certain kind of tar. Camel cigarettes. What? They they rode camels. It's all <laughs> tied in. It's You're commercialized. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's your complaint? This is taking a long time, Jim. Well, because you keep interrupting. It really wasn't that big a deal. Anyway, my only point was there's not very many Christmas songs. You get really tired of them by the, by the there's end. There's not of many they will play. Yeah. And then it's like you get there's a, one I wrote about, a snowball fight. Would you stop? I can't even talk with you just going on and on. All right, I'm done. No, I was just going to say the the last thing is... We're done with this podcast. (laughs) I'm waiting. I'm being quiet. We don't have the chemistry. (laughs) It's not going to work. Even the bots leaving the chat room. Um, No, it's just... You have like... You have, like, this deeply religious song, Oh, Come All You Faithful, or something like that. And then the next, they'll play, like, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's not a deeply religious song. Or Santa Baby. It's just Oh, God, I hate that song. (laughs) That one in, I love a hippopotamus. Santa likes that song. Oh, God, that lady's voice. I don't even know who that is, but I... I thought it was a kid that sang that. No, if that's a child... That's one of those miniature children that they lie to you and tell you it's a child, like Gary Coleman. 
I thought that guy was a little child. He mm-hmm. was a grown man back then. Oh, somebody's warning us to stop and save. Oh, thank you. We're going to be right back. Uh, Sewer Lappy is doomed, and we want to make sure we're saving. All right, so uh, Sewer Lappy, as you guys know, is the one that uh, Pea Water fell on. So it, it ruined nobody's listening. Or geek, bleh, nobody's, nobody's listening, listening Tuesday night. We lost 45 minutes of great content, and so we're saving periodically. Chat room people, thank you. Uh, my, my big weekly update is about your complaint, uh, another complaint. Um, mm-hmm. We we totally re- recently reconfigured our entertainment to include a television in the living room. I gave up my gaming television uh, that I bought with my own money, put it upstairs, put the media PC up there, uh, set it all up for you. Uh, so, mm-hmm. cause you wanted, you know, I think we've even mentioned this. You wanted a a TV up there so that the kids could watch TV, watch where television, I can see them. and see. Yeah, and, and it w- it would be on carpet because we're in the basement, unfinished basement right now, and, and all the this. babies crawling and eating bugs. Yeah, and... eating dust bunnies and stuff. <laughs> Not uh, really, but and falling off couches. But uh, I I was kind of grateful to do it because I get this whole downstairs space. I get mm-hmm. this wonderful television. Um, it's giant and hugely heavy, but it's it's about what they called HD before it was, there was real HD television. So the games look good on it. You know, I got the surround sound system to myself. It's awesome. Uh, what's the problem with the television? That little TV, it's hard to... You can even hardly read it. It's just... It's okay. a horrible it's, little picture. It's like... It's not that small. It's so tiny. It's like 26 inches or something it's like that. It's smaller than your new computer That's screen. That's not true. That's not true. It it, is. it isn't. And the problem is that it you're used to close to HD quality. You're used to composite or component input, and you have a composite. You have three instead of three video signals. You have one little one going through, and it just looks blurry. Well, I blame you because if you hadn't gotten me used to the good mm-hmm. TV, then I wouldn't care about the junky TV. But now so, I hate the junky. But you TV. know what? She won't do, folks. She will not part with the money. For we a don't flat have panel. the money. Yeah, we do. We don't. Yeah, we do. And plus, yeah, we, do. we don't. We do. We have Christmas coming. We have property taxes. We, we have got, windows. We got windows. We're we're flat broke. Paying double payments on the car. Not double, just extra. Mm-hmm. So whatever. I just I just want to put that out there. It's all I've heard all week. I'm, Television's blurry. I've been suffering. I, I don't have the the and my to tell her she's old. Aren't that good anyway? I am old. So. Um, uh, uh, you know, if, if you would just, um, <laughs> it's your Christmas wish list. It's really going to break us. If you didn't want to hit on us for Christmas, <laughs> it wouldn't be a big deal. Uh, kid stuff. I guess this is kid stuff. We always, you know, update you on our kids. Try to keep it funny. Uh, Jennifer hasn't heard this one, so I'm going to tell you, since you launched that nice uh, hamster <laughs> cr- oh, no. crud on me last week. No, this has nothing to do oh, with okay. you. No, you didn't accidentally say anything stupid. And if you did, I, I love you too much to bring it up on the show in front of everybody. It's <laughs> life. You thought of something, you'd bring it up so quick. All right. Jenna uh, takes off her shoes, and um. this is a little warm-up, okay? She takes off her shoes. She didn't wear socks with the shoes that you told her to put on when mm-hmm. she was helping me today. And she goes, oh, somebody wrote on my toe, or somebody wrote on my foot. I think someone wrote on it with a pen. <laughs> and she's very cautious because she knows, you know, you're not allowed to write on yourself. So somebody else apparently did it. It was a small little hair that, you know, like a little, like a little tiny hair on her, on her toe. So I flipped uh-huh. that off. She goes up and she sit, and she starts talking about her, uh, her foot thumb. My foot <laughs> thumb hurts. 
my foot thumb hurts. And I'm like, what in <laughs> the world are you thumb? talking about? She's picking at her big toe. My <laughs> foot thumb hurts. <laughs> I'm like, that's your big toe, sweetie. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> foot thumb. I know, she says. Because she says I know to everything now. Because she knows. Because she knows. And I've started saying, no, you don't. You need to say, yes, daddy. Um... Okay, or whatever. There's different variations that she can say that's not, I know, because you mm-hmm. don't know, sweetie. You don't. <laughs> if you knew, you wouldn't say foot thumb. Foot thumb. <laughs> so, there you go. If you're starting a podcast, you can call it the Foot Thumb Podcast, mm-hmm. if you'd like to. and uh, It'll be famous. It'll, feel, it'll make you feel puppets. Mm. tell you that right now okay ask jen hi jen and james first let me say i love your show i was listening to nl podcast nobody's listening and uh and james talked about this show so much i had to listen as well yours is the second podcast i listened to that is a husband wife team that i truly admire i'm married to my husband oh I'm sorry. I married, but my husband left me in 2006. You guys are what I wished once upon a time my marriage would be. Not quite sure what happened. I uh, got tired of trying to figure it out. Alone, since he uh, is in, uh, he, he was content with his decision to leave. Vows, what are they? LOL. Uh, I love listening to stories about Dunder and Jenna. I have four children. Uh, 22, 19, 15, and 4, plus a grandbaby who's 2. Don't worry, James. I love them all. uh, Or no. uh, Don't worry, James. All of them have fallen off the couch and they turned out fine. I have a question for Jen. Even though I know as a CPA, she probably charges big bucks for this question. Here goes. I listened to your money podcast, decided I'm going to clean up my credit cards. One of them um, are... None of them are ever default or late and I and I never pay the monthly minimum I always pay double or triple the amount I do however have way too many of them not all of them are in play though I wanted to know if I cancel all the ones that I currently don't use or don't plan on using how will that affect my credit report I heard if you cancel too many it makes it go down uh, but I'm not sure how sure that is. Any advice on that you can give will be appreciated. How many cars cards do you ask, James? Probably not enough for a small town. How many cards do you ask? Probably not enough for a small town. But I don't use them all. I am very disciplined with them, and I don't even carry them in my wallet. Thank you for the great podcast. Keep the stories coming. Uh, later, Barb. And she says, P.S. I'm a black African-American woman, and one of my kids was a racist when she was little, too. She only likes uh, yellow black people or white people. (laughs) She didn't like the dark ones. No. Thunder's the opposite Uh, of that, apparently. There you go. Okay, so uh, obviously we want to preface this by saying that this is not official advice. We're not, uh, you know, legally uh, whatever. This is not real advice. It's uh, it's just uh, fun. It's just for fun, so... There you go. Can't sue us, Barb. All right, yeah, go ahead. I'm sure she was going to. Um, I actually looked that up real quick because I've I've actually heard both things, whether or not to can to cancel them or not. Um, it looks like most of the time it doesn't really matter. They did say that if you have cards, if you left cards open, but you weren't using them, that actually did benefit your credit. But on the other hand, if it makes you, you know, if you're more tempted to use them, then that's not going to benefit your credit. But I would say. Um, Definitely cancel them if you think you'll be tempted to use them. Because mm-hmm. the only time I think you should ever use credit cards is if you're going to pay them off that next month. So basically, you shouldn't spend unless you have the money to cover it. But um, but yeah, it really probably doesn't matter otherwise. I I just want to hit it from a practical standpoint. Yeah, if if you don't use them, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It sounds a lot like somebody that says they don't have a problem with drinking. I just drink socially. I only do it once a year. Okay, then why, you know, why do you, I don't believe that ever because it's like, you know, uh, anyway, you, you feel like you're being defensive. <laughs> but uh, credit cards, if you don't use them, you shouldn't. I don't think you have them open. I mean, you're just opening yourself up to getting ripped off. You're opening yourself up to when you're in a hard, hard place to running them up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you do open yourself up a little bit to credit card fraud. That's what I meant. I guess when my first theft, one, yeah, because yeah. they're just it's just more numbers for somebody to get. Yeah, uh, so cancel so them, and um, you know, again, we, you know, uh, if we were perfect, we wouldn't even have one. We just have a debit card, but again, we just use it for gas and everything else in our life. I've been told not to use anything but the card, so I think we're in financial demise, and no, my wife just hasn't told me yet. we still pay it off every month. But we pay it off every month, so, yeah. Um, and thank you, African-American woman, for calling, <laughs> for mm-hmm. letting us know you're out there. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, I, I just imagine that, that, uh, that that's, that, anyway, it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, Ian V-Mails. No, main topic. <laughs> Let's just go skip to the end of the show. We're right. done. Um, real quick, we're going to talk about discipline a little bit. Um, Jen, why don't you start? Um, what do you want to talk about? Discipline. I'll start. Okay, because this is your topic. Let me just say this. As I mean, a pastor and a Christian and all that kind of stuff, and a father and a husband, all of it mixed together, because it all, it all does for me, um, I believe that discipline and discipling are the same word. And if you're not familiar with the word disciple, it means follower of someone. And in the Christian context, it obviously means we're following Christ. Uh, so therefore, discipline is not the nasty word that you uh, heard from your militant, uh, you know, boot camp father, like like my stepdad was with the whole uh, boot camp uh, Marines thing. It's a lot of people have been they hate the word discipline because they were abused or they were whatever under that word discipline but discipline to me doesn't mean training kids to be good it it literally means training them to be christ-like and uh, i would imagine even if you're not a follower of christ you can appreciate the example that he said and the lessons that he taught and so training your kids to be like christ is is something that i would imagine anybody would aspire to you know uh the, the even if you believe he was simply a prophet he was the most selfless person ever, ever, period. Uh, of course, we believe he was a savior as well, and that he died on our sin, for our sins. Although, I do not advocate that for, for our children. I just want to say, there's a limit to how Christ-like I want them to be. Oh, I'm just trying funny. to tell you that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to raise them, and then they walk around as an adult for three years, and then they're like, okay, I'm ready for the crucifixion. All right, yeah. a little blasphemy, I'm sorry. But I just want to throw that in there. Um, so discipline and discipling, same thing to me. Uh, I, I wanted to just reiterate, a lot of people hate that word because they may have been abused or mistreated under that under that banner. But discipline is not a dirty word. Discipline is not just punishments. It's this balance of exaggerating the consequences of bad behavior, but also um, exaggerating the benefits of of obedience we're going to save real quick when we come back uh we're going to finish or complete or continue how about that all right all right we're back sorry for the constant interruptions but uh anyway what do you think about that exaggerating both well yeah it it, you know at its core just discipline too is is a training process it's training your kids 
to do what they're supposed to do. And yeah, the the best way to do that is to exaggerate the well, I, good I, and the bad. I believe that's because the family is a is a I don't know if you could imagine. I was imagine it like a, a snow globe microcosm. Is that the word? So. Okay, it's like a microcosm, but for those of us that don't know what that means, it's like a snow globe of uh, that that's protects the kids from the entire world out there. And until those kids are ready to go outside of that, um, it's it's a little tiny version of the big world. And you, you know, we talked a little bit last week about natural consequences. Um, like uh, if if you tell your kids to leave, bring their bike in, or it'll rust. You know, one of the lessons you could teach them, and I'm not advocating this either, but let them leave it out there and let it get Mm -hmm. stolen or rusty, and then they'll learn. And then, Dagum, you're going to buy your next one. I'm only five. It's okay. (laughs) But no, I'm just saying that's an example of natural. And then there's the ones where you assist nature. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want them to burn their entire arm off in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. So uh, you you tell them, stop, don't do that. You'll right. burn yourself, you stupid child. <laughs> and then they, they learn. They learn, but they have self-esteem issues later. Cause exactly, because you call them stupid. <laughs> stupid. No, we don't yeah. do that. We I think we're very good. I think if there's anything I naturally do normally, I would say that I have a gift in this area. Yeah, I think you're very good about it. You seem to have a good uh, good feel for what would work and what makes sense. And it's harder for me because I get bits caught me, up in the moment. It benefits me at work. It benefits me in the home. And mm-hmm. it, it, I just know how, I guess, kids' minds work, which is why I'm in the, in the profession that I'm in. But uh, I, I just also remember... Um, not having really discipline that I that I liked as mm-hmm. a kid, it always seemed to be negative. It was always a negative. And you've got these two camps of people. Uh, you got people that that are old school, and it's always about punishing bad behavior and and focusing on that. And then you've got people that are all new agey and stuff, and it's just about rewarding the good behavior. Mm-hmm. And we just love all the children, and we don't want to crush their personalities. You know what? I do. I do. If your personality is jacked up. I do want to crush that part of it. You want to crush I'm sorry. Badness. I want to help other people love you. I do not want you to be the stinky kid. I do not want you to be the kid that bites everybody. I don't want you to be the kid that can't share. And I'm going to crush the negative, horrible parts about your person. I'm going to reward you for the good parts. But tell us about why we need both yeses and nos in our life. My my example? Yeah. I love it. Oh, okay. I've used it. When I was it. in elementary school i i don't know what grade or whenever we did um we had one kid go out of the class and um the teacher would would pick an object in the room that the kid was supposed to find and we were going to help the kid find the object by saying different things the first time we would say just no if the kid wasn't anywhere near the object you know if he got close to the object we wouldn't say no but otherwise you just say no and you know the whole class did it so the kid comes back and you know all we're doing basically is screaming no at him and he had no earthly idea where to go and it oh it was, it was terrible the stress of work it out cause, <laughs> no! <laughs> no no i don't you know it makes you not even want to move after a while because exactly. you're tired of being yelled at and the second time and of course he never found the object the second time all we could do was scream yes if he got close to it and it, I think, I can't remember, I, you know, I remember, you know, the stress wasn't there, 
but I don't think he had any more luck finding the object. I think, you know, he still just kind of wandered around, you know, with the yes, because there was still no direction. You could only say yes if he got close to it. Otherwise, you didn't say anything. And um, the third time, he um, we would use yes if he was, you know, going towards it and no if he wasn't. He found the object in, like, seconds. Exactly. I mean, you just, yeah. Perfect example of what we're talking about. You need a balance. You need both. And, uh, you know, you don't want to reward everything, obviously. If they if they drink water, that's <laughs> that's pretty, you know, oh, you're just so big. Yes, you are. <laughs> Keeping yourself hydrated. Yes, you are. Look at you. You know, I, if they swallow, you know, that's yeah. a good thing. Actually, we're looking forward to that. With Dunder <laughs> he hasn't quite got down. that swallow thing yet with the Poor spit, thing. with his spit. But, uh, uh Anyway, uh, so you got to. I think the balance. I think both of them is important. I think I I I'm somewhere in the middle where I'm old school and new school at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say that you shouldn't reward kids, and there's studies that says that rewarded behavior isn't as repeated. I think that's bull. I really do. I, I think again, you don't reward kids for things they should do. I reward here. Here's where I'm at. There's this neutral area where there's expected behavior. Like mm-hmm. getting out of bed in the morning, brushing your teeth, combing your hair, just practical stuff that, no, I'm not going to reward you for. Um, there's bad behavior, and anything below expected is bad, and, and that means to be punished. And then anything above that basic behavior needs to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and so I don't reward kids for being good. I reward them for being great. And I think that's the I think that's the balance of the old school and the new school. So um, I don't know. Let's talk a little bit about how and why and and how how all that works. Uh, obviously, the context is kids in our own in our own room in our own house. Yeah. Um, the well, right now with the baby, there isn't a whole lot of. <laughs> yeah, but how do? But well, let's let's start back with Jenna way back in the day. Yeah, that's true. You know. Well, I mean, I think that dis- we hit on a little bit last week. Yeah, discipline to me didn't doesn't really start at all until they start crawling, mm-hmm. and at that point, most of the discipline centers around what we don't want them to touch, and most of the time, it's for their own safety. Right. You know, so it's just kind of learning. Um, and it's and no and, and, and redirection and with us, not always, but a pop on the hand mm-hmm. and, or a, a pat on the diaper doesn't hurt them. It just it just says it just reiterates that. No. Yeah. And thing. sometimes it, and sometimes it's no. And, and let me move you to something that you're and allowed re- to be. In. Yeah. Correction and redirection with that age group. Yeah. Because they don't remember very long and, and they're not. As they get older, though, and they start walking and and crawling and climbing and all that kind of stuff, we found with Jenna uh, that we had to start thinking, even though it's not so bad now, what do you want her doing when she's 8 years old, Mm -hmm. 12 years old? And honestly, it it came down to stuff like lifting your dress. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, when they're really, really little, that's so dang cute. Yeah, when and they're we, one and a half it, or whatever. So, but, but then you get them to kindergarten and mm-hmm. you're getting phone calls that Lily can't keep her dress down. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so cute then. Crawling yeah. on the furniture was another one. You know, not mm-hmm. so bad when they weigh a few pounds. But when they're eight years old, do you want them crawling on the furniture? Right. No. So stop it when they're little. And, and it's putting stuff in their mouth. Hitting or biting. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, putting things in their mouth that aren't supposed to be. Those kinds of things, not so much, I mean, biting is, but hitting, it doesn't hurt when a little kid. But I saw a family, they raised their kid to fight. I mean, they would always fight with him. That's what they did. They mm-hmm. punched him and hit him. And now, 
He's a terror. He punches and hits. That's the way he plays with other kids. It's mm-hmm. terrible. And the other kids aren't used to that. <laughs> yeah. And and he's and he doesn't even know. That's just what he learned. So what do you want that kid to be like? And I think again, you know, uh, we're talking about discipline and discipling. Our goal is to teach them to be Christ-like, uh, or or and and so there's a there's a built-in goal even even when they're in toddler uh, age and and then in preschool and stuff like that sharing. On the other hand, it's a weird thing to teach kids. It is. It's so weird. Because there's a fine line, too, between, you know, sticking up for yourself yeah. and sharing and, and, and things like that. Sharing kind of covers a lot of the inner I don't, I don't know relations. why. I don't, know, I don't understand sharing. I know sharing is, is the beginning of being selfless and, and teaching. And considerate. Yeah, and, and giving and all this stuff that we want to. But it's such an odd thing because you're sitting there as a toddler. You're playing with blocks that you've acquired. Some other kid comes up and sits down, decides he wants to play with them. And grabs them. And grabs them. And you're supposed to share. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see that translating directly into adulthood. I'm mowing my grass. <laughs> my neighbor comes over, grabs my lawnmower, and starts walking toward his yard. Give me back my lawnmower. Share. It doesn't really work. I'm, I'm going through my wallet to pay at Walmart. Yeah. Someone walks up and takes my money. <laughs> share and the cashier's cash. like, you need to share. <laughs> share some cash. Slaps the back of your hand. How are you supposed? To, how are they supposed to pay if you don't give them some money? <laughs> but it's something that's important, and that's, I think it does translate. That's a little bit like socialism. <laughs> socialism trans- is the ultimate sharing. But teaching kids to to share is is very counter mm. whatever. Because little kids are very self-centered, and I think they get it naturally. When you're born, uh, your job is to make sure your mom knows that you have needs, and you scream and cry. And then as you grow, you just continue that, but we have to start tempering it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not all about you. There may be another brother. There's a husband. There's there's other people. There's friends, and they have they have needs and stuff. I think one thing we did really good with Jenna is we taught her about other people's feelings, and mm-hmm. and I think I think kids somehow don't get that anymore. The kids that bite, the kids that hit, the kids that pull chairs and hair and 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 don't share toys. We're talking about preschoolers specifically. They haven't learned. About how it makes the other person feel. It's mm-hmm. all about how they feel. Right. And I think that came, just to give you a tip, I, when Jenna would hit us or hurt us or whatever, we'd make sure how that hurts. Mm-hmm. Now, some parents will pinch back or hit back or bite back. I think it's bull. I think it is. Unless you have a biter, then bite them, dude. That's my yeah. unofficial <laughs> tip. Bite the freak out of them. Because <laughs> biting is like demonic to me. But it's wrong. And and these it's and it, the biters are always have moms that are like, now Billy, don't chew the face off your <laughs> your friends anymore. Um, and and you know I'm going to take away your chewing gum. I've literally heard that. It's like, <laughs> why do they oh, have chewing okay, gum? Okay, anymore? hold on. You bit the flesh of a child, and you're going to take away my chewing gum. Well, I'm going to go bite some more kids. <laughs> I can make my own chewing gum out of their epidermis. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway, I think we hit on that. Here's the last thing. Here's the last thing about discipline. The consequences and the rewards. Uh, This is a trip that I see people do with high schoolers. They mess up with high school. They mess up with elementary and preschool. The consequences for for the bad behavior has to outweigh the benefits of the bad behavior. 
Let me say that again, then I'll explain it. The consequences of the bad behavior that you provide for that child has to outweigh the benefits of bad behavior. Let me explain what I'm talking about. High school situation, elementary, whatever. Um, I'm not going to do my homework. I'm a kid. So you're going to send me to my room for not doing my homework. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm in my room now. I've got a Nintendo. I've got a phone. I've got my cell phone. A Nintendo, you're a little... uh... We thank you. <laughs> a little dated. <laughs> I didn't have an Nintendo in my house. Anyway, but these kids today do is what I'm yeah. is what I'm saying. They're in their room now. They didn't have to do their homework, and they get. But now play. they're in their room. Mm-hmm. It, was that consequence worse, or was there a benefit no. to disobeying? There was a benefit because now I'm in my room, but I'm not having to do my homework. I was going to be in my room doing my homework. Now I'm in my room without mm-hmm. doing my homework. Um, so, and I see people do that all the time. They're like, I punish my kid, but they still act crazy at school. Well, you haven't found what to them leans the thing in the in the way that it's like it's not worth it to be disrespectful. There's a rush for a kid that stands up to a teacher. There's a it's there's a there's a rush to it. Like the first time you talk back to your mom when you was in high school, there was a rush built into it. But if that pain, whether it's physical, mental or whatever, if if there's not a consequence that matches that and beats that rush, they're gonna they're gonna still do it because mm-hmm. it's gonna be worth it. It's like Geno, we started with stars. Right. On a chart that we got at Target. It's working great, but every now and then, there was still a missing piece we have to add, we'll get to. Uh, but every now and then she'll say, well, I don't I don't want a star for this, so I'm not going to eat my beans or whatever. You know, she'll yeah. kind of decide that. Well, we added something to it. We added a reward, actually. And, and uh, so if she has a certain amount of stars, she gets a treat at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And now she realizes the stars might not have been enough. But the benefit is. We're going to pause real quick and we're going to come back and finish up our conversation. Okay. Anyway, we're going to finish up by just addressing some things on on things that will kill your discipline your, in your house. Um, first one is what my wife does a lot, and that's yelling. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She doesn't wow. yell. Wow. Actually, I do. She yells at me a lot. I, I do yell at the kids sometimes. Do you? Only Jenna, because the baby doesn't. But hold on. I there is a, There is a difference between raising your voice and yelling. Raising your voice, I do it all the time. You have to. It's the mom voice. You said it today. Yeah, you have to get stern with them or they don't take you seriously. And and yell and yelling though is when you've lost your temper and you are screaming at them and your your content is condescending. Why are you so stupid? I wish I'd never had you. You're just like your father and he's a moron. No, That's the kind of stuff that. that is yelling. That's what I'm talking about. But I have I have lost my temper, but not not in that way. Well, that's the other thing. That's I the other frustrated. thing that'll get you is is losing your temper is the yeah. other killer. If that kid knows that you are, if you've lost your temper, they will not respect that. Right. And you're teaching them to lose their temper. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is if your kids are, the other thing that'll kill you is if you can't stop laughing. <laughs> At what they've done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, there is kind of hurts your. Uh... <laughs> there's so many times that I've wanted to laugh, and I just have to bite my tongue till it bleeds. <laughs> and then, the, but if you're angry, you have to walk away. You just have to, and you have to go. You have to get your head around it and say, "Okay, what do I want out of this? Do I want them to? What do I want them to learn?" And then what do I need to do to make sure they learn this? And like today, there was a situation where Jenna unstrapped the boy. 
from his chair. <laughs> yeah, she did. She thought she had done something helpful. Happy. Yeah, because she, she came to us. He's done. He's ready to get down. He's done. And he sure was. He could have fallen and, and you know, because he's in a, in in a, a high chair, chair and he could have fallen straight forward onto the ground. Luckily, we were right there and got him. But, uh, you know, Jen Jen got used her mom voice and said, don't you ever do this. This is this, that, and the other. And she explained it to her. It's dangerous. He could fall. Da, da, da. There was no spanking necessary. There was no timeout necessary. We didn't want to punish her intention. Mm-hmm. We wanted to punish uh, or, or just set her straight and redirect her. Because right. she thought she was being helpful. And now, those are those kinds of things you have to think about. Why... Okay, here's another one. I, I knew there would be something. What we've done in our childhood with our kids is we've asked, okay, what is her being three and what is her being bad? Mm-hmm. Okay? And so you have to ask Sometimes yourself. Sometimes they're one in the same. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. But there is a question there that you should ask about your kids. What is them just being their age and, and, and that needs to be corrected? And then what is them being absolutely in your face bad. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just intentional crimes like they're in your face, you're stupid mom, I'm not listening to you. That kind of stuff versus I I cut my hair. Yeah. The first time. <laughs> Second time you did. get a beat down. First time you get told. <laughs> Which she did do. Luckily just a few pieces. <laughs> right. But we we she got in trouble for that. I don't know I don't, I don't remember what all the disciplines were, but I knew I do know there was redirection in there. Now mm-hmm. you do it the second time, that moves over to that second level. You right. did this, you knew better, blah blah blah. But I think it's something in my family there never was. There was never that question of what are they doing that they just they're just they just never thought to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, another thing that'll kill you in your discipline is not being consistent. Consistency is absolutely the key to all of this. If you are only disciplining them, um, or if you change your discipline when you're in a bad mood, or if you have good moods and bad moods, and you let them get away with murder when you're happy, and then you crack down on them like crazy when you've got a headache or in your bad mood, they will learn not to be good. They will just learn to not get caught. Mm-hmm. And so be consistent, be stinking consistent. They will, kids that do not learn authority don't have a very good life. It's a biblical concept, but it's true. And in the inner city where I work, kids that don't learn authority don't live very long either. Mm -hmm. And it stinks. It's really sad. So train your kids for their own good. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. And children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. First commandment with a promise that it will be well with you and you will live long on the earth. I think that's what it's talking about. So, I got a quick question for you yeah. before we close. What What would be your advice? Because I can't be the only mother that deals with this, with just the intense frustration with the, well, with the one child really well actually it's both of them it's a mixture of both that really throws me but obviously jenna's the only one that gets it because he's too young to to matter i mean no i take them (laughs) he's too young to matter (laughs) no he you know i'm not gonna i can't really talk to him or whatever Mm -hmm. you know i can be frustrated with him but he didn't care so so what would be your advice i guess on how to deal with that because it's something that can you put that in one sentence i i, I kind of got pieces of it frustration how to deal with it but how to keep yourself consistent and focused on doing the right thing with your kids when you're really really frustrated or really really tired it's or... it's fo- it's keeping in mind the big picture okay what do i want 10 years from now what do i want five years from now and, and it's not the battles it's the war it's the big picture what do you want your kids to be what am i teaching them 
Because, you know, it's a truth that kids will only do what you say for so long, then they're going to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, what kind of man do I want my kid, my boy to become? Well, I don't want him to be a man that has his fingers in his mouth all the time, so I pull his fingers out of his mouth. Especially since he focuses on his pointer finger quite a bit. <laughs> and Jenna the same way. I didn't want her to be 16 and sucking her thumb. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and do I want my kid to be someone that responds emotionally to everything and loses his temper? Or do I want to give an example of control and that we base our decisions on what makes sense instead of what we feel? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. And this may be a difference between a man and a woman, whatever, whatever. I get frustrated them too when I have to watch them, probably faster than you do, because it's just, it's like you can't get anything done. Uh, they have Somebody needs and stuff like that. something. There's always something wrong, yeah. But uh, that's why I believe it takes two. That's why mm-hmm. I think I think that's why we bounce each other. I mean, you got to take a. I got to sleep in this morning because I was very uh, just not feeling very well at all. I haven't slept. Blah blah blah. You got to take a an extended nap this afternoon, yeah, I and I took care of the kids for you. Um, I, you know, there's no real easy answer for that. You're going to get frustrated with your kids. The key is making sure you don't do any damage to them because your situation's temporary. Don't make a permanent scar on your kid because you have a temporary problem. Mm-hmm. That makes and, sense. And, you know, we all deal with things from our parents and we all wish we, you know, we don't want to do the same things to our kids and all that kind of stuff. But the big thing is keeping a level head and being consistent. Make up your mind ahead of time what the rules are, what your responses are going to be. And, and of course, kids are going to throw things in there that you'd never guess. But at least you'll have a basis to go on. And those of you that have tempers, um, I know I do. Um and you and you don't trust yourself to discipline, so you don't do it at all. Make your list. What is normal behavior? And that way you'll know anything that drops below this behavior is needs to be corrected, Dad Gummit. And it doesn't matter if I got mad or not, I know that I'm not overreacting because I decided one day when I was sitting down, this is the behavior I expect in my house, and anything less than that, I'm gonna correct. And that way you can trust yourself. I'm mad. But I'm going to do the same thing that I was that I decided I was going to do ahead of time. So I don't know. I don't know if that helps or not. I think it does. But uh, I think keeping the big picture in mind is I, good. And you're right; it does take two. It's like sometimes I'm just done, and you need to take over, kind of thing, and that helps me reset. And it's just well, I think thing. too. The older they get, the more delayed you can be with your punishments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and can get your head on straight, and and then go back in there. And here's the biggest thing, folks. Here's the biggest thing. Admit when you're wrong to your kids. Tell them that you screwed up. I'm sorry. I got mad at you. Let them know that you screwed up and let them know when it wasn't their fault or when it was. Don't apologize for doing it right, though. Don't sit there. I'm sorry I had to spank you. I hate doing that. No, bullcrap. It does not hurt you worse than it hurts them. Um, <laughs> uh, that They don't believe it. I didn't believe it. My mom used to say it. But But do when you screw up. I've done that to Jenna, and I, I yelled at her for something, and then I found out, Dad, come it, she didn't do that. I did that, or, or this, that, and the other. And I will go in there, and I'll say, sweetheart, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I'm so, and she would cry. She'll cry or something. <laughs> and I'll cry, and I'll be like, oh, you're so, you know. Um, but anyway, they, just let them know. Because that way they'll rewrite that. They'll rewrite that yeah. moment in their head. It takes away some of the anger. And then they'll learn. By your example, you know what? Dad's not perfect. I love imperfect leadership myself because I can't be perfect. And if you're right. perfect and you're follow and I'm following you, I'm going to quit following you because I can't be you. But um, they're going to see your flaws anyway. 
Okay. <laughs> and so let's hit the last thing. Let's hit the last thing. Why do people not discipline? Uh, here's my thinking. I've, I've, I've done a lot of thinking on this. And the world is full of people that don't discipline their kids. That's why kids are just going nuts. That's why kids are shooting each other and doing drugs like never before, having premarital sex like never before, all these different things. And the main reason I think they don't do it is guilt. Yeah. I think that's very true. You know, divorces cause the guilt yep. and, 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 and mm. the, you know, you're working, you don't see them very much. So you don't want to discipline them when you do see them. Yeah. You, you know, just all, you got a broken home. Things. You know, I'm not digging on single moms. I had a single mom part of the time twice and, you know, she married somebody and divorced him, blah, blah. I know you're doing the best you can, but like I've said on other shows, mom, single mom, you know, you know, um, that you wish you had it different. Okay. Um, you know, you wish that 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 you'd had a man that you could have stayed with. You know that you wish your kids had both. Uh, you may not wish it was the one that you had a kid with. I'm just saying, you know that there that you are struggling. You know that on your best day. Here's the problem, though, as I see moms, especially now. I'm not. Oh, I'm gonna get hate mail. But if I do, you're you're not hearing my heart. You're hearing what you want to hear, and you're being defensive. But. I see moms struggling to try to be both dad and mom. They can't do it, even on their best day. No more than a dad could be mom, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're guilt-ridden because even if they're remarried, like we know situations where they're remarried and they're trading kids back and forth between another spouse and this one, and it's hard to discipline that kid because each set of parents is trying to be, I don't know, they're they're guilty and they're trying to be favorites too. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's no consistency between the two households, blah, blah, blah. A lot of kids get swapped back and forth. But let's get back to the to the, to the mom thing. Uh, kids are over-nurtured these days a lot of times. Yeah. Meaning everything's okay. Everything's kissed away. Um, or they're yelled at too much. Mm-hmm. Again, we're going full circle here. But um, I don't know. Just single mom, pray. Pray that God will send people in your boys' and girls' lives. That will help fill in those gaps because he loves your kids and and he's not going to sit there and hate on you for your mistakes. If there were any, we're not assuming there were, uh, and and he's not going to hate on you like some church people do because you got divorced or what, never married or whatever the situation is. I'm just saying God loves your kids and he he will fill in the gaps for you. He will help bring those people in. That will be that mentor, be that guide, be that 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 hole that you know is there, that you feel is there, that you wish wasn't there. And the other thing, too, is, you know, no matter what the guilt you feel for whatever reason, doesn't mean the kids don't have to learn how to act right. Yeah, they I do. I mean, it still benefits them and it doesn't hurt them. Nope. It's It's the best thing for them. Even, even if their life is tough, they still have to go through, you know, they're still going to have to navigate their lives as adults and they have to know how to act correctly or their lives will be a lot more difficult. And, so. and you need to get those boys, especially moms, because when they hit about 11, um, if you don't, they go absolutely nuts. And I've seen it again and again. They become abusive. They become hateful and angry because they know their life ain't right. They know something's missing, and um, and it's just the truth. There's that male freaking personality that starts coming out, and ain't no woman going to tell me what to do. And uh, just save yourself the, the heartache. Save yourself the heartache. We, we talked about that earlier. You don't want the kid raising their skirt up over their head uh, when they're 12, so why let them do it when they're three? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want them hitting you and being attitude with you when they're 17, so why let them do it? 
when they're three. Okay, so true. there you go. Uh, let's move on. E and V mail because we're we're got a long show this week so we far. Go. Hi, my name's Mitch. I really need some advice. I like a girl, but she likes both me and my best friend. I've stopped talking to the friend that she likes. Uh, do you think I did something wrong? If so, I would really like to know what I should do. And oh, by the way, this is for the Ask Jen thing. Thanks. Oh, he didn't put in Ask Jen. He didn't ask Jen. I'm just going to answer this right now. I'm assuming you're a middle schooler. Stop dating. You're too immature, my friend. I, I don't mean that as an insult. It's just true. When you're 30, you'll look back and you'll go, what the freak was I doing? I could have been making models, going out for basketball, hanging out with my friends, and I let some stupid emotions screw it all up. Dude, play video games or something. Hey, that question was for me. Okay, go ahead. No, I would just say... The girl probably just wants is just messing with both of you guys. So you should have uh, you should have kept your best well, friend thing, around. Who wants a girl that likes two guys? I know that's a fruity girl. It that's shouldn't a be flippy little stupid girl. It shouldn't have been that hard for her to decide. And um, well, so. that's why I hate movies with love triangles. These yeah. women that oh, I love both of you, bull junk. So go go make up with your best friend and forget yeah. the girl. There you go. Thank you. See, this is why we get along, because we agree. Um, hey, James and Jen. I'm sorry, Jen and James. Everybody says hi to you first. Because the show's about me. Picture I mean, advice. This is about last week. Uh, my husband uh, thought doing a Christmas picture was an undesirable thing. Was undesirable the first time, too. Since then, we've done it almost every year, but with our own camera on a tripod. It's always informal, but that keeps us all happy. See, I, I'm not against the picture so much as I think we only have limited funds. And I, if we're going to take one picture, I want it to be neutral. $10. If it's going to be $10, I want it to be neutral. Okay. I've changed my stance just slightly. <laughs> I didn't want to take our own picture, though, because I don't no, look I don't, good in uh, most pictures. Well, I don't think we have a camera. And no, we don't I have a stepped tripod. on our tripod. <laughs> I'd throw it in the trash. That's why it's out there in the garage. I stepped on it. One of the nice. legs is a little shorter than the other. It's a bipod. <laughs> it doesn't work so It doesn't good. work so well. Yeah, and our camera has such a long delay. Like, we'll be a year older by the time the picture takes. <laughs> <laughs> and then that multiple three flash thing will all look like we're dazed. Like, hey, there's an alien. Well, I'll have red eyes. <laughs> yeah, and Jen's eyes will be closed. Mm-hmm. And so will Jenna's. She has she my curse. She does the same thing. Great. <laughs> Try this. James picks out something he will be comfortable wearing, and Jen selects garments for everyone else so we're color-coordinated. So let's just kiss James's butt. I like that idea. The only problem with that is James will pick the shirt that he is wearing right now. <laughs> Jenna asked me, <laughs> Jenna asked me, why are you wearing your costume? <laughs> and just for you, for those that, that don't know, I'm wearing my Game Boy Classic costume. Uh, T-shirt as a costume T-shirt that I got it for just looks Halloween. Like a plain old t-shirt got the to me. day late. Uh, most years, the only thing coordinated about us is that we're all smiling. And uh, in our picture, it would look like me and Dunder were happy. It would look like Jen and Jenna were sleeping. <laughs> That's why <laughs> they, we need but a professional. smiling while they're sleeping. <laughs> they just look, you know, very uh, sleep. Uh, some years had a theme surrounded by our favorite toys out in the woods, getting a Christmas tree or around the table at Thanksgiving. But usually we just try to be happy so the people who receive our card can see that we are happy and healthy. Plus, get to see how much the kids have grown. Good luck with your debate. Honest James. In the long run, you'll be glad you did it. I'm thinking you'll cave because you're a good man. Oh, great. Manipulation on top of everything else. 
best to you mother unit. I'm not opposed to getting my picture taken, people. Yeah, you were but all the post. things you mentioned, none of them included the clothing. Uh, at the end, it was all about how much the kids grew and, and how happy you were with your tree and all well, that. Well, I've changed my mind about the matching shirts anyway. I just wanted to throw that in. Now I have matching hats for you and the baby that I want you to wear. What? <laughs> you saw his hat today. I ain't wearing no 20s Victorian era <laughs> newspaper boy puffy hat. <laughs> Oh, come on. I'm sure you'll look as cute as him. He looks like one of the kids on Swing Kids. He looks really cute. He looks adorable. Looks like a little newspaper boy, but I ain't wearing that hat. (laughs) Why not? Because for me, it would look like a miniature chef's hat (laughs) with a bill. (laughs) I'm sure the listeners would love to see that. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to pull a Chef Boyardee looking thing. (laughs) I ain't doing it. No. No. So, uh, anyway. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. um, I, I looked online. I see a lot of people wearing just all white shirts. Yeah, I'm not jeans. doing that. I don't look I, good I don't white. think that looks great. I saw a lot of people getting naked, taking pictures. All right, we're not going to do that. Not doing that. I think nope. that's that's horrid. I think Nobody not even on a moral naked. level. It's just sick. And, and why are you going to put that up? Who Family pictures? They were naked? Naked. Ooh. Naked. Ooh. Gross. Or shirtless. Which is which is naked. I'm I'm with the seventeen and under people, the Dunders, whatever their names are, the Duggers. Okay. They believe in modesty for boys and girls. I do I too. Believe in Mostly modesty. for the girls because they should and everybody agrees with that. And for the boys because I boobs are boobs. I don't care. I don't yeah. wanna see your nips no matter what. <laughs> Boy or girl. Yep. And uh, so anyway. Uh I'm I'm glad to see we're changing here, except for the hat thing. I didn't we didn't really change. No, I just want us to look like our outfits go together. I do like the idea of everybody matching me because I could wear this shirt and then we could paint shirts for the kids. No. Puff paint. We are not puff painting. We can dress one as an Xbox. You are not wearing a t-shirt. One is a Wii. We are not dressing as and Jedi. you can go <laughs> to Hades. <laughs> well. <laughs> I guess I won't be in the picture. Oh, man. All right. Hey, check us out on the website, geeklovesnerd.com. you got forums on there. You would like them. Go check yeah. them out. Email us at geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. Send your Ask Jen questions to the same. Just tag them Ask Jen so I won't put them at the end of the show. You can call us. Leave a message, 206-600-5704. Till next week, I loved you. I loved you, too. Sing a little song for us, Jenna. Per? Don't call me Jenna. Oh, yeah. Thanks to everybody that joined us in the Ustream. Join us every Thursday night at 9.30-ish Central. Thank you, Bot. Did you just call me a bot? No, 